Whenever you're ready. And should I look there or anywhere? In situ. In situ. Yeah, it's uh, in situ. In situ. In situ. In situ. That is so good. In situ. In situ. In situ. In situ. Okay, so in situ. Institu is the name of the European platform for artistic creation in public space. Led by Lieu Public, we are based in Marseille, France, and in this podcast you will hear the voices of our members who live and work all across Europe. Nature, social justice, cultural identity, digital spaces, communities, regeneration of places. Each episode will bring a specific topic of conversation between three of our members. A partner, an associate artist and an associate citizen. Uncommon Spaces is the name of our current project and we welcome you to the Institute podcast. Laura Limini is our associate citizen in the third episode. She comes from Oda Teatri and is based in Pristina, Kosovo. Eva Buba is the Associated Artist of Platz Festival based in Hungary. And Christophe Blondin Estourné is the director of the Seine Nationale de l'Essonne, located in the outskirts of Paris. This third episode addresses the theme of social justice, and we decided to start the conversation around the portmanteau world of artivism. Christophe is a famous user of the term. I like the word, but I don't think it, it's very relevant. Because in terms of social justice, artists, in their own way, in their peculiar way, they have to participate about that. But they are not the only responsible. So uh, artivism is a nice word, but in more uh, political approach, artist has to be activist just like other people as to be activists. I used to be a lawyer a long time ago, so social justice makes sense for me with the term of what means justice when you are in a society. So the idea is just to uh, provide the opportunity for artists to be part of that uh, general movement, how to reduce as much as we can the, the gap, uh, the, what I call the democratic gap for a lot of situations. Could be a place for women in the society, that could be a place of migrants, that could be a place of destabilized people, and so on. We will never have a real, total, perfect democracy, so we have to take care to each gap, the one we know and the one we discover. And we have to take part of that movement trying to reduce that democratic gap and artists on that once more peculiar and special point of view have to be part of that but they are not they don't have to put the entire responsibility of it so i like the word but truly i use it much more as a funny word than a, a, a fundamental definition i prefer to use the word uh, person a person is uh, it's much more than a citizen or than uh, an artist or than uh, i don't know what mm. else it's a it's a human um, could be a woman or man, uh, however, it's, uh, it, 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 it's uh, someone who, who gets rights, human rights, but that's civil rights and so on and so on. So I, I prefer to use the term of person. In a low level, you express your point of view, you uh, manage your involvement in the society, 
and everything is tools. I mean, it could be an artist, that could be an educator, that could be just a citizen, that could be parent wha or whatever. And uh, the question is, what are you doing? Is it efficient in that situation, in that context? I agree with Christophe. Um, the term itself is not necessarily so relevant exactly because I think all practicing artists are very aware that their practice is very political and that they cannot disengage, especially I'm speaking here obviously for the artists that I have met through the Institute Network who are all artists who practice in the public space. Absolutely aware of the politics in their work, I think. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's necessary for them to be called activists. It's not even second nature, it's their primary nature, yeah? Um, and so uh, that's why I also kind of, I can kind of relate to what Christophe was saying. As an artist, <laughs> I would absolutely agree. And uh, to be honest, in the last couple of years, uh, I have been introducing myself, if they are asking, like, what is my profession as artist and activist and educator. But I'm not sure if this uh, division needs to be made, like whether mm. this term activist is, is really needed to be um, emphasized or not. I keep getting the question also, like, uh, whether what I am doing, what we are doing in collaborations, is it art, is it social work, is it, yeah, is it activism? And honestly, I get tired even to, to think about it because also like why you need to make these divisions. I, I think it's kind of like a hybrid approach. And I'm, yeah, I'm an artist, I'm an educator, I, I have like other professions as well and I take my skills from all the various fields and I blend it and then I put it in, in a project. As an artist, I focus on ecological, environmental issues. And yes, I do believe that by artistic practice we can create new narratives or raise awareness or maybe even offer alternative practices. But I agree that this is embedded uh, in the artistic practice. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe this separation, art and act, uh, artist and activist, doesn't even need to be done. And I'm familiar with the term artivism, but I, I also don't, you, I don't really identify with the word itself. In Kosovo, where I'm from, basically when you work in the civil society sector, which means that you either work for non-for-profit organizations or for grassroots organizations or for cultural organizations, whatever it is, if somebody's interviewing you, they immediately put the brand name activist. Although I honestly, I'm not a community organizer. I have participated in many protests, but I have not started any. So it's very difficult, you know, it's very difficult to find the correct term for what we do. Um, but for artists in particular, I believe that you don't need an extra word because most artists that I've ever come across are exactly very much aware and preoccupied with social justice issues and their work reflects that. And even more so for artists who deal with public space because they are going out of these white boxes to encounter the public for a reason, is that they want the direct engagement as far as I see it. Um, there is this viewpoint that, yeah, that's the role of art, like to talk about things, to show things and that's it. But my interest is actually, can you go beyond that? Like, can you actually make a change by art? But then, like, what is change? Again, the words, like how we define words. Like, is it a change in per perspectives or is it a change in practices? 
in relationships between people or between people or humans and non-humans. So I think it has various roles, uh, but definitely uh, raising consciousness or raising awareness is, is one of the basic roles of art. I think art is a way to, to see the world uh, differently, to offer us a different point of view. But if you speak about uh, social justice, the link to that first point, a different point of view, is uh, how do you provide conditions for people to be free and quite enough to have this new point of view. And that's, for me, one of the main points in, 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 in when we talk about social justice and art. Uh, there's a, a writer who said, uh, l'indicible, ce n'est pas ce qu'on ne peut pas dire. L'indicible, c'est ce que l'autre ne peut pas entendre. It's not what you can say, but it is what the other cannot listen, cannot hear. You see what I mean? And uh, the main question is what François Dubé, a French sociologist and philosopher, uh, he said the main point is not uh, equality of chances, but equality of places. What is your place in the society? Because where I work, in very poor area, in a very destabilized social situation, in uh, and so on and so on and so on, uh, at this place, you obviously objectively don't take the chance to be uh, uh, quite enough to receive a new point of view. I haven't heard of this notion before, the, I mean, the equality of places, but this is exactly what we now use, especially in the NGO jargon, equity, not equality. We need to basically create the space for people to have the same access to things, but to for for... Social justice would mean that we actually provide beyond just equal for everyone, because not everyone comes with the same background or needs, but we create the possibility for people's needs to be met so they can be on equal footing, which means that we pay more attention to disadvantaged and vulnerable people and communities. And absolutely, art can create that encounter. But obviously, when we say raising awareness, we're not talking about simple awareness campaign, you know? We're talking about something more than that. And we're it's funny because with art, it's very easy. It's very hard to, to describe it or define it, but it's very easy to know when you see it <laughs> and <laughs> when you're experiencing it. So um, I do believe that it's a kind of maybe an inherent task. I know that a lot of artists don't feel that way or would like to be free of that notion that they're fulfilling a public function because it's a heavy burden to carry. But essentially, whether, you know, the author is dead, so whether they <laughs> like it or not, the, the work of art does produce a message. And an experience. I think, like, one of the power in art is that it really gives you an, an, a different kind of experience than, I don't know, just uh, reading campaigns or... Mm. It does have an um, emotional kind of emotional connection is created, which if you have this catharsis, let's say, um, then then you have a different kind of experience, a different kind of relation, a different kind of memory about a certain issue. 
um, let's say, because also now uh, I'm, I'm shifting between ideas um, that are we talking about, like when we talk about raising awareness, then I would say like we are raising awareness of the mainstream society on certain issues, or are we talking about communities who are um, disadvantaged in one way or another, then because that's a different kind of approach also as an artist, like what kind of tools mm -hmm. do you use and, and what kind of uh, tools, formats, uh, when you want to raise awareness on an, of, uh, on an issue, which is maybe overlooked uh, by mainstream or, or the majority of uh, people, society, or are we talking about working with uh, people through art or uh, in minority, because it's a different kind of way both of them are valuable, I think, and it, I mean, you don't need to choose between one or the other, um, because I'm, I'm thinking about the responsibility also that we have and the effectivity, like how effective we can be. Um, because if you really deal with, uh, or you want to work with uh, social issues, environmental, ecological, then you need to think about, yeah, like sustainability that we talked about all day and how effective can you be? Like you need to think on the long term. And it means that also um, you need to reach uh, people on the long term or how to say. So your message has to be repeatedly there uh, for the people. And if you work with communities, um, then also, like, how can you be take responsibility for being there for them and not just temporarily? I think as long the social injustice was built, as long you need to rebuild it, to make it change. And it's a long-term process. Uh, it's a long-term process for several reasons. Mostly it's based on very small things. Small things, small uh, ruptures, or small uh, decalage. Not a big one, but suddenly when you look back, all that small thing give a huge social injustice. So you have to remove it, and that takes uh, a long-term process. And the other question with maybe the second step of about what Eva said, uh, how she how she, she worked. Uh, the, the second step is how do you manage uh, the condition to, to deal with people as persons? I mean, to hear, to meet them just like they are, not just like we think they are, or just like we think they have to be. And I think it's really important because uh, uh, people of art and culture, and we're part of it, uh, we are dominant people. Can we say that we are bourgeois? We are the one who, who decide what is good or not. And if you don't start from the point that we are dominant, we will not change our position if we don't admit it at the beginning. And what I mean is, however we clever we are, however uh, generous we are, however brilliant we are, we are talking with person, and they are the ex they are the real expert of their life. So how do we manage condition and position to hear them, to really listen what they are saying, not what we want them to 
to say, and it's uh, with poor people, with disabilized people, uh, socially disabilized, and so on. It's so easy to because we're once more we're so clever, so generous, and blah 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 blah. We think that we know much more than them uh, what they have to do. So I think it's much more uh, a slow process. We need the first uh, level of uh, how to produce confidence, to be confident enough with people, a moral, a social and moral contract with them to be confident enough and, well, that's long-term process. This was great. I love it. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I love it because it's making me think a lot about the processes that I was part of before. For example, two years ago, I was part of a participatory research project which is exactly a project that, or rather a methodology of research that was started with this idea. How do you involve the people that you're trying to research about and make them the agents of their own, well, not just story, but their own like knowledge production? And that is absolutely the case with artists as well. Like, how do you not make art about, but with people? And uh, that is also something that needs to be considered and the question of privilege absolutely i mean um we need to check it and uh, also we need to provide the space that we have so for example i'm not an artist myself but say if i was um monopolize the space that i have the platform that i have to retell someone's story but to create that space to be like okay here's the mic now you go basically to share the space and the platform that you have I was working in, in jail during 10 years, and then I was working in cultural field. But I think there's something in common in that sort of obsession to provide the, I don't know if it makes sense in English, a, a common right, common human right. And something we will do is, uh, I, I'm sure it will be very interesting, she will come with two other artists of in situ and spend one week a sort of immersion in the everyday life condition of our city, just to meet the city and meet the citizens too, trying to to feel maybe uh, and maybe to understand and start a talk with what is this context. For me, it's much more important than asking Eva to come and say, well, could you produce one of your famous work about uh, nature and so on? It's it's <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's much more it's much more inter interesting for us to have this uh, own point of view, which is very important. I don't ask her to come with uh, something else. But how she she develop her own point of view in that context, not to think for people or about people, but to think for her own point of view in that context and to hear and, and, and understand what is this context. And how to connect? to the context, to the location and to the people and to the stories. And like that's why for me it's really crucial and important that before I do anything, uh, I mean like pr before I do production, I go and see and talk to people. This is so crucial that you uh, interact, you create a connection and you also kind of build trust maybe. I don't know if it's it's a too big word but I think connection is the best word if we work with people that they are not just objects but mm -hmm. let's uh, think together let's see what is relevant and of course then we will have uh, 
like we artists who will participate, we will have our impressions and we will have our ideas, but then it's the next step would be to share and then to to develop it uh, together. That means uh, a long-term dialogue, and that's the responsibility of the organizer. We have to be clear that the, the, the long-term dialogue is not responsibility of the artist, even if an artist could be part of a long-term process, on a very long-term process. But as a, an organizer, we are not only uh, programming artists. We have to produce the condition of a permanent dialogue and link with the with the context with the inhabitants with association and so on uh, and so on it's really important to in terms of social justice once more the long-term process are important y you need time and that's the responsibility of the organizers but honestly i also feel like it's my responsibility as an artist as well to think about this long term if not effect maybe or like what stays there so of course, it's different when you are in your own country and let's say you work with your own community or uh, people from your environment and when you go abroad and you don't stay there forever. But then still, there has to be something, a kind of legacy. I don't know what's the correct uh, term for it, but there has to be something that stays there. Yeah, like the spirit of the work, let's say. So... So that's why it's, I think, um, or, or my approach is uh, to, to find out like what is relevant for the locals because it's them who, who stay yeah. and I'm the one who's living. And then like, what, what is it that they can take? Yeah, if we talk about social justice, then the first uh, project that comes to my mind is a col collective project. It's not my solo project. It's a collective project called um, Everyday Shortcomings uh, that we do with uh, Pod Foundation. And it's um, a group of uh, social scientists and artists. And that's why I refer to as well, because um, this project is focusing on the everyday solutions that are born from the lack of public utilities. Uh, there are certain areas in Hungary where uh, there is a lack, still a lack of public utilities, so there is no water in the house or, or sometimes electricity, and they have like a serious lack. And... This, it touches also the question of poverty and the representation of poverty, because in the mind of mainstream society, uh, poor people are poor because they are responsible for that, because they don't do things, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but what we wanted to show uh, is that actually they are really active and they are trying to get out of this uh, situation, but the system itself doesn't make it possible, because the living conditions are such in those places that no matter uh, what effort they put into it and money, financial effort as well, it's just that the walls are so wet that even if they paint like two times a year or uh, every second month, the wall is, is coming off and so on and so on. So, uh, But it also has to be mentioned that uh, this is a segregated settlement uh, in uh, Hungary 
And before the artistic work, uh, there was an anthropological research as well. So one or two years, like I joined in the second year uh, of the project, but it was preceded by anthropological research. So there were constant uh, field visits. So there was already a connection, like a kind of relationship built uh, with, with the locals. And then the art uh, project itself was one part of it uh, wanted to make this problem visible for mainstream society. So we had exhibition uh, at Off Biennale uh, here in Budapest and we showed, we had video works, uh, we had uh, a room, uh, we called it a public household. So it was a room where you could enter and uh, you had certain tasks for like cooking and like basic tasks that you would do in a household, but you needed to solve it without water and so on. So it was an interactive <laughs> space. And we also had a catalog. It's like an um, alternative interior design catalog uh, because there are these interior design catalogs where you have like these beautiful in, uh, interiors and you have um, the information like how you should decorate your home and so on. So in this catalog, um, we showed those photos, like those households, but with the similar um, mm. language uh, that these uh, catalogs use, but like pointing out uh, to the fact that you know, some, in some places it's not a choice. The purpose here was to raise awareness uh, on the representation of poverty and all the structural deficiencies and so on. But next to it, we also engaged the locals in artistic uh, activities. So there were workshops uh, I did for uh, kids um, where we, it was more about mapping the environment and and. Uh, talking about these problems uh, through artistic language. And also we built a public installation together with our team and the locals, which used the objects, like very characteristic objects that they have, which for us have uh, one meaning, let's say the trolley. We put the baby there, yeah, and then we walk. But uh, for people uh, who live in households where there is no water and they have to go to the public well and they have to walk hundreds of meters with uh, gallons, it's so heavy. So yeah, baby trolley is a perfect transportation tool for carrying water. So we were collecting these kind of um, multifunctional, let's say, uh, objects from the households. Uh, and stories behind and then we built this huge installation together which was like an uh, how to say like an imprint of of their practices and creativity like how they are uh, trying to solve these kind of lacks or how to say like things that are missing from the households and that's why I say that uh, presence it's and and like long-term thinking is like so crucial because I do feel that we have a responsibility when we work with people who have a disadvantage in one way or another because as an artist I cannot just go there and hi there like let's do an interesting art project and then I become famous and no I mean like we really need to be responsible and think okay what is it uh, that needs to be communicated? What is it that is relevant for them? And how is it that we don't just use them as tools or exploit, but um, 
which is meaningful for them and maybe some in some way like like um how to say like leaving something there mm. other than just a nice exhibition i think that uh, an artist can do that but they don't have to do to, to do it they can but th that if they want or if they're feeling and and uh, i think that other people can do that too uh, could be reporters journalists could be searcher and i hope it could be politics too I'm still hoping that politics can do that. So the artists are in a very interesting position to make that revelation or, or to show that situation, but they don't have to do it. Some are working in a different way. And there is a term which I often use, or, um, well, it's the my doctoral <laughs> research or PhD research is art as a catalyst. So if we talk about roles, then... I would say like, or, or, or functions uh, that art and artists, it can be, I believe that it can be a catalyst or we can look at it as a catalyst. So it can be a trigger to start something, uh, to start a change or to start a change in a way of thinking or practices or perspectives. Even if it's not easy to know when it works or not, because even if you decide it, and just to give a, an example, uh, I'm involved in a humanitarian artistic organization who's called Clown Without Border, and we go everywhere in the world and create a um, performance with local artists for, for kids or in religious camp. And for example, we used to have a performance in, um, in Calais in France with migrant people. And we did it for maybe 10, 12 years. And very few artists did that, very few. And suddenly we had this uh, terrible uh, image of a kid uh, lying on, on a beach in Turkey or in Greece, sorry. And suddenly th this image, uh, everybody thought it's impossible. And at this moment arrive a lot of artists uh, and spend some time and some performance in that so-called jungle in Calais. What I mean is uh, this photo was a sort of catalyst but no, nobody knows before, nobody... It's strange how it works. Yeah, but after all, I think our leaders should do <laughs> <laughs> policies. So on a policy level, there should be a change as well. But yeah, uh, art can be a tool too. Definitely a, a good tool, a very interesting tool, because it changes our point of view. So it's very helpful. Yeah, and it's, there, it's also so many times debated, like... Um, the the responsibility of the citizens and and yeah that uh, I don't know it should be political leaders or it should be companies or it should be that or it should be whatever but I I do believe that we all have a shared responsibility so even though that is really needed but as citizens we should also be aware uh, of our actions and interactions. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. This third episode was recorded at the Turbina Cultural Center in Budapest during our last artistic laboratory. Our next episode will be a discussion around the topic of nature. Feriel Rally and Benjamin Longang have been coordinating this podcast, and Jeanne Robet has been editing it. 
This podcast is co-funded by the Creative Europe program of the European Union. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed the conversation.